a heartbreaking loss for the Apple Sox, a game in which they rallied a couple different times, took to extra innings, took all the way to the 12th inning, but could not overcome giving up a five spot in the top of the 12th and lose this one 8-4. to four. Corvallis opened the scoring with a pair of two-out two doubles in the top of the first inning. Wadachi would answer back, though, with a two-spot in the bottom of the second inning as Enzo Apodaca came to the plate after singles by Grant Sherrod and Cole Miller, and he delivered the opposite way. As briefly stepping off here, Gartrell. Remember his last outing, Gartrell, facing the Richfield Raptors. He only allowed five hits in that one. He's allowed... Two in this game as Apodaca swings and goes the opposite way with a base hit. Sherrod comes around to score. Right behind him is Miller standing up. A two-RBI right. single for Enzo Apodaca. There goes that man with a leadoff after back-to-back -back base hits before him. Apodaca delivers the third consecutive single of the inning. And the Apple Sox have taken the lead here in the bottom of the second inning. A single into left field made it a 2-1 to one Apple Sox lead, but that would be short-lived. Brindley Knight hit a two-run homer in the third inning, and we'll hear more from Knight later, as that made it a 3-2 to two lead for Corvallis after two and a half innings. In the bottom of the sixth, the Apple Sox would tie it up as they were able to get Michael Davini aboard with his third walk of the ball game. He would steal second base and then go to third on a ground out from Ivar Arquette, and Grant Sherrod tied this one up with a ground out to third and Davini broke on contact to make it a 3-3 three three game. The righty deals, and the 1-0 chopped softly third base side. It's a fair ball, no chance at a play at home, and the Apple Sox will tie the game. It's a ground out for Sherrod. Becerra charged hard on a softly hit ball, flipped it to first. Davini broke on contact, and the Apple Sox have tied it up. RBI ground out for Grant Sherrod, and it's a 3-3 three three ball game here in the sixth inning. There would be no scoring over the next three innings, but plenty of drama in that time. And a big reason neither team scored was because of the work by Hunter Gibson. He tossed five shutout innings of relief, and he was dominant. Six strikeouts in that span. The 0-2. Swing and a miss for a strike three. Two down here on the fourth. Third strikeout by Apple Sox pitching. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. A pitch in the dirt. Gets away from Heat. He'll settle it. Fire a high strike to first. The Sherrod. And the strikeout completed. Fourth punch out of the ball game for Hunter Gibson. The right-hander from Big Ben kicks and fires and delivers strike three on the outside edge. Loveless was a millisecond away from flipping his bat to the first base side to draw a walk, but instead he goes down looking for out number one of the eighth inning. Twelfth pitch of the at-bat coming in a moment. What's Gibson got? The 3-2. Swing! And a miss for strike three. The 12 pitch at bat ends with a punch out. Gibson would exit in the eighth inning. And in the ninth inning, Garrett Gores would retire the side after a leadoff double. And the Apple Sox nearly walked it off in the bottom of the ninth inning. Enzo Apodaca reached on a two-out single. Brandon Ponce drove one out to deep left field that settled at the base of the left field fence. Head coach Mitch Darlington sent Enzo Apodaca around third base, but a perfect relay home got the out at the plate and sent us two extra innings. Both teams were retired in order in the 10th inning. In the 11th, the Knights threatened but would not get a run across as the final out of the inning was made at the plate. The leadoff single by Briley Knight, Kiko Romero hit into a fielder's choice, reached at first, would go to second on a ground out, and then Mason Lee swung and chopped the ball towards short, 
that was bobbled for a moment by Ive Arquette. And Corvallis head coach Brooke Knight sent Romero around third, but he would be gunned down at the plate for the final out of the inning. The 1-2 pitch coming. Gore steals it, swung on and softly hit to the shortstop Arcade. He bobbles it. Everyone will be safe. He'll throw it home. They can get out there, and they will. Sam Perry holds on to the ball. Brooke Knight tried to send Romero all the way from second base. A great job by Arquette, recovering, firing home, and getting the out there. In the 11th, the Apple Sox couldn't get anything, and then Corvallis broke through in the top of the 12th, scoring five runs on five hits and helping to pick up the 8-4 extra innings win. Wadanchi got one in the bottom half, leadoff double by Cole Miller. He would score after two ground outs with Brandon Ponce getting the job done. The 1-2. Swung on, hit hard up the middle. Second baseman, Lee fields it on the backhand and flips the first base. As he's able to get it there in time for the second out on the play, Miller comes in to score. It's now an eight to four ball game, but Wenatchee down to its final out here in the 12th inning. That made it a four run game, but it was the closest that this one would get. Apple Sox drop the series. They are off on Monday before taking on the Kamloops North Paws Tuesday through Thursday here at Paul Thomas Senior Stadium. And we hope to see you here at the ballpark for those. Tickets are now available at saferseating.com. Let's take a look at some of the scores from around the West Coast League today. Several games have gone final. Two still to come at 6 o'clock. Bend is at Portland, Walla Walla at Kelowna. Everyone else so far is finished. Ridgefield fell to Springfield 4 to nothing. Catlett's lost to Port Angeles 7-3. Nanaimo topped Bellingham 4-3. And Victoria salvaged their series against Yakima and ended the Pippins' long seven-game win streak with a 6-3 triumph. In terms of the standings right now, the Apple Sox remain in first place in the second half. On Baker Park, they're going to fall to second. They'll move past Victoria as they fall to 5-5, five five, Victoria 7-6. Prior to the Apple Sox game on Sunday, I had a chance to catch up with Riley Sinclair, who tossed four innings on the mound on Saturday against Corvallis. Give a listen. Riley, you settled into a little bit of a groove here recently, but yesterday was a different type of start. You had to battle a little bit more in that one. How did you kind of fight through that outing and try to get through as many innings as possible? What did you have to do differently than maybe you've had to do other times this season? Yeah, uh, they're a good hitting team, and I didn't have my best stuff, best off-speed stuff, couldn't really command the zone as well as I wanted to, so I had to find new ways to get him out and pitch backwards at times and just do my best to get him off balance. What are some of those new things? Is it maybe attacking with a fastball a little bit more and seeing what you can get there? It, it, was, this, it was a strange zone in a lot of ways, too. You'd have pitches outside that would get called, other ones that maybe were in and didn't get called. Yeah. How do you kind of fight through stuff like that? Yeah, definitely trying to learn the zone from the start of the game and where I can miss and can't miss and attack those spots and kind of expose the zone a bit. When you have days, like as you mentioned, you might not have your best stuff. What do you do to keep your confidence up and to, to again, the word we've been using is fight and battle yeah. through it. What do you do to persevere in that type of instance? Uh, sometimes you just gotta fake it till you make it and believe that you have the best stuff that day and just pitch, every, like, make every pitch with conviction and just go out there with your best stuff and attack. Chatting with Riley Sinclair ahead of today's game between the Apple Sox and the Corvallis Knights. First pitch coming up at 1.05 p.m. Riley, you've had a couple different catchers you worked with. You worked with C.J. Horn yesterday. Tell me what you like about him in particular and how he helped you calling the game. Yeah, uh, he's very physical back there. He, I can trust him with blocking anything I throw. And he allows me to call my own game at times. He doesn't put a sign down and stick with it. He allows me to 
kind of go with what I feel best with at times. So it makes me feel comfortable up there as well. Explain that relationship because it's got to be frustrating if you're a pitcher and you're asking for something and the guy's not giving it and you're going, no, you know, you're waiting. What's it like when you have a guy back there you feel like you're on the same page with? Uh, it feels great because I've definitely had times where I've shaken multiple times and he just keeps putting the sign down. <laughs> but, yeah, it feels great when you're on the same page with them and just know that you're, they're both ready to attack. So we are a week removed from your first collegiate hit. A week ago against Nanaimo, you had the base hit the opposite way in the midst of that crazy 13-run sixth inning. Take me through that. I haven't gotten a chance to ask you about this. What was that like? When did you know that inning you were going to step up to the plate and hit? And how pumped were you when you got a hit? Yeah, so I asked Coach Darlington uh, like halfway through the inning when he had like six or seven runs if I could need an A-B because we got pitchers BP and I went deep. And so he's like... He let me hit one time, and he said if we get up 11, he'll let me swing it. There you go. And I just kept peppering him, and he's like, finally, go grab a bat. And just got up there and just had fun with it and took some aggressive hacks. It was great to see. Someone in the dugout was videotaping on their yeah. phone. They were recording. I saw you post that later. Yeah. You got a chance again to hit against yeah. Dub C earlier this week. That one didn't work so well. A little disappointing in front of the home fans, I imagine, not to get a hit in that one. Yeah, I know. I got the pitch I wanted, fastball middle in, and just kind of got my hands around. It got jammed, and yeah, not the result you wanted. Well, Riley, I'm not really sure what I'm excited for next with you, your next start or your next plate appearance. Uh, Whichever one it is, yeah. go crush it. Thank you. That'll do it for this edition of the Apple Sox podcast. We thank you for tuning in and hope you remember to subscribe. If you do not already, do so on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Joel Norman. This is the Apple Sox podcast.